hey Dirty Baby, I got your money Don't you worry Say hey Don't act like you're not impressed With me singing ODB Actually, I think I kind of sounded like Cartman singing ODB <laughs> But, uh Welcome back to Tap That Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. In this episode, I traveled up to Cottonwood to check out That Brewery. Yeah, that's right. That's what it's called. That Brewery. That's the proper name. So if you haven't been up there, you've probably seen their beers on tap uh, across the Arizona or on shelves or all over the place. So got some great beers. We've got a brewery in Cottonwood and one in Pine as well. So may have seen the beers, but have you heard that story? If the answer is no, then today's your lucky day. So let's tap into that brewery. I think that's a good introduction. We are in <laughs> Cottonwood proper. Uh, I'm at That Brewery. Uh, dudes, thanks for joining me, man. Thank you. Thank you. This is pretty awesome. We've got some beers in front of us we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, but first, let's meet each of you guys. Introduce yourself. What do you do here? Well, I, I'm Steve. I'm one of the owners. My uh, better half, Tamara, is the other owner. Okay. We uh, have That Brewery yeah. in Pine and Cottonwood. Uh, my name is uh, John Scarborough. I'm the head brewer here at that brewery. Mostly work here in the Cottonwood location, but uh, brew from time to time in Pine as well. Okay. Yeah. Which was the original location. The original yeah. location. How far away is that from here? So about, uh, about 60 miles. Yeah. Okay, not just, too bad. Then. Just outside yeah. of Payson. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So I, I think the first thing we got to talk about is the name, right? Because you know, I, I was telling John that uh, it's crazy that we haven't done an episode yet with Tap that. Tap that. And that brewery. I think we were trying to connect something. It, it was a while ago, probably about a year ago, but uh, things never came together. So I'm, I'm excited to be here today. I think it's probably the most memorable name in Arizona beer. Because <laughs> people are like, hey, Wait, we hope so. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. People are like, hey, where, what, what is, where's that from? I'm like, from that brewery. I know that. Like, what, that one right what, there. What is that, that one? <laughs> yeah. Which one? You know. You know, that one. That, that one. one. <laughs> yeah. So how'd you guys come up with that, that name, Steve? Well, you know, as you, as you're trying to come up with a name for a brewery, you know, where does all that stem from, you know? And it's it's a tough thing. You send it out to family and friends, and they come up with 15 different names and send that out and you come up with 15 different names and you know like, "Oh, are we ever going to be able to pick a name?" And I think it was Tamara's son that finally said, "Why don't you just call it that?" you know, cuz everybody's frustrated, you can't find a name. And we're like, "Yeah, right, that." <laughs> and then of course, as you're thinking about that, and you're like, remember the name of that brewery we're at in Colorado? Remember the remember that beer we had? And we're like, you know, that kind of works. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. that's really kind of how we came up with it. Yeah. You know, because it is a uh, one of those things like it kind of just sticks with you. So it's very memorable. Yes, it, it is for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I like the all caps too because then it sticks out even more. Or T hat. Sometimes we're that. T-hat. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people are saying, "What does T H A T mean?" <laughs> Um, so I called a supplier one time and he couldn't hear me on the phone too well. And I said, that brewery. And he goes, fat brewery, P-H-A-T. That's so nineties. That's awesome. And so we had a conversation about naming beers for like 30 minutes of like 90 songs for beers which... that's a great idea <laughs> I, I, I won't steal it from you yeah. um unless you don't do that within two years and i think I'm it would only work you know it. in a certain market but yeah <laughs> that's awesome so uh so that brewery first one was the, the original was in in pine 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what what caused you guys to go through the easy task of opening a brewery? <laughs> <laughs> right. Super easy task. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I you, I mean, we've owned the restaurant up there since 2004. And, okay. What is know, the we, restaurant? So what's that? What's what is the name of the restaurant? So it was called Rimside Grill at okay. the time. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then we changed it to that brewery. Gotcha. In 2012. So in 2004, we opened up that um, Rimside Grill. And, you know, we it was always my goal to always educate people about craft beer. So we always had just craft beer on. Nice. You know, back in the day, you know, I was back in the day of not so many selections. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you were with New Belgium and Odell and, you know, okay. Deschutes and, you know, Four Peaks and things like that. But it was yeah. just kind of our goal. You know, in that small town to kind of show everybody a different style of beer, you know, than the mainstream beer that everybody was used to drinking. So the macro beers, the the light lagers and and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we just we just really felt it was our thing, you know, was to educate people on craft beer. And then, you know, OA came along and, you know, everything was lovely. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, what are we going to do? You know, we got to we got to survive this economy. Yeah. You know, so. That's really when we really started looking into breweries and, you know, kind of how they reacted in the economy. Of course, they were the ones that were out there were all doing very well in the economy that wasn't doing well. Okay. You know, double digit growth even back in 08, 09, you know, and 10. And so we actually, you know, went to Colorado on a big brewery tour at the time. I think that was in 2010. Okay. um, And hit, I think, 34 different breweries in Colorado, 1800 mile trip. And just kind of saw, you know, what a small brewery did in a rural community, you know, because yeah. that's that's what we're all about is rural communities and, yeah. you know, uh, small town America. And just to see how the economies were thriving in those small rural towns in Colorado where there was a brewery and versus where there wasn't a brewery. You know, it was it was amazing to see that the like how well the businesses were doing around the brewery. You know, I mean, like not even relate, like not even beer related, business. right? Not it's even just, beer related, but yeah, the brewery, the brewery just, you know, just helped bring the community together. Yeah, you know, it really did. Like it, it was a big impact on the economy in those small towns to have that relationship in there. Okay, you know, so so that was kind of what made up our mind. Like, hey, let's do this. Let's, you know. Throw out a bunch more money yeah. and uh, open <laughs> right. a brewery in Pine, Arizona. <laughs> convert it, right? Convert right. it to what yeah. you guys had. We had and... to convert our restaurant into a yeah. brewery. So we actually went to um, Colorado Boy in um, Ridgeway, Colorado. Okay. Uh, kind of went through his crash course on how to convert a restaurant into a brewery. He kind of gave us some ideas on where the best spot in the in the building would be for the brewery. You know, so he just gave us a lot of good tips. We, you know, went over basically a business plan on you know getting a brewery open and yeah and did all that so um and then we just worked on it just you know as we could yeah. and we shut down really only for about two months oh really in, to, in, to in for Pine. that conversion <clears throat> yeah oh, and we kind of okay. kept parts of the restaurant open because you can't do without income sure. right yeah. so yep um you know we would just uh mask everything off as the dust was flying and people would come in and eat in the back room and <laughs> yeah you know and <laughs> And so then we got that, got the brewery up and running and, uh, I'd been home brewing, you know, for, I don't know, six or seven years prior okay. to I was going to ask you that. about that. Yeah. And even part of the Colorado boy thing was also brewing, you know, on a bigger level. So just kind of scaling recipes and, you know, kind of looking at them from more of a professional standpoint. Gotcha. So, 
we even had a consultant come out, you know, and kind of go through our first brew with us and kind of make sure we were, you know, wow. on the right track. <laughs> right. You know? right. Like, nope, don't do that. <laughs> nope, nope. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. You can do that. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's kind of like the whole thing was just about how, you know, community and how really a brewery really did affect the community. And I know, like, even in the early 90s, you know, I worked at Honeywell Aerospace okay. and there was a small little brewery called McFarland's Brewery on 30th Street in Washington. Right in and, Phoenix here, yeah, in oh, Phoenix, really? okay. and that was kind of my hangout. You know, Peter McFarland was the master brewer there, brewing awesome beers. He was doing all German beers at the time, but you know, it was just fun to go there. There was so many of us that would just go hang out, and it was just a, a fun, easy going thing. You know, where everybody's just drinking and talking and having a good time. You know, yeah. so it was a really that community focused thing again. So yeah. even in a big city, that's pretty cool. And and what was interesting is. Is your approach to? I've never heard anybody say this as far as like wanting to focus on the rural community, right? Like, because everybody wants to say, "Hey, where can I can I get a place downtown, or can I get a place right. in Old Town, mm-hmm. or something like that?" Right? Where where you're like, we need to check out these rural places, see how that. So yeah. that's a whole different how that approach. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really that's really yeah. interesting. And that was even kind of our thing, even when we knew we were going to expand. You know, Pine. I know Pine really just couldn't handle the expansion. Yeah. And um, so that's when we started looking at Cottonwood and other places. But we were still in that same thing. Like, what other small community that can we go into that it's going to make a big impact, you know, and kind of continue what we're doing. And that's how you chose the Cottonwood? Yeah. 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 Cottonwood's a great community. Yeah. I've heard really good things. And and it's growing, too, right? Big time. Yeah. 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 So when did you join, uh, John? Um, I've been here about a year and a half now. Okay. And I grew up here in Cottonwood, so okay. I have a special place in my heart for here. Yeah. For here. <laughs> nice. Um, I actually came over from the winemaking world. I was a winemaker for 15 years oh, n- before n- I started nice. brewing. Okay. Um, up this way? Yeah, Who here in Arizona. So okay. I actually started uh, the small vineyard, one of the first vineyards in Arizona, which was uh, uh, Echo Canyon. Okay. In, in between Cottonwood and Sedona. Gotcha. Okay. And, uh, it's still in, still in operation? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yep. And so that's where I started kind of my fermentation career, I guess if you yeah. call it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I like that way to put it, fermentation <laughs> career, yeah. So so how um, – so you were the brewer uh, to begin with, Steve. Is that I right? Was, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Until you brought John on? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm still a brewer. Yeah, he's yeah. still a brewer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy it. You know, yeah. I like yeah. I like getting back in there, and it's it's kind of my uh, kind of my thing, really. Yeah. Like I just yeah. like going in there. I might brew midnight till 6 in the morning. You know, it's nice and quiet. Nobody's yeah. bugging me. You know, <laughs> nice. I'm not doing quick books, anything like that. I'm just brewing beer. <laughs> not looking at spreadsheets. And... Yeah. Well, that's what it becomes, right? Yeah. I think exactly. with, with a lot of things, whether you open up a restaurant or whatever it is, you end up doing the business side of it. You're like, dude, I didn't even, I'm not even doing the stuff that I love or the right. reason I, I want to brew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, I could see you put like Zen music on in here. And right. you're like, like <laughs> namaste and do the brewing thing. That's cool. So, um so you came on about you said about a year and a half ago. Yeah. So how w- what made you um, go from you know this career in winemaking for fifteen years to to make beer? You know it takes a lot of a lot of beer to make good wine. So I've always been a very big beer enthusiast and okay. drinking a lot of beers. Yeah. And there's a I, I guess recently there's been a lot of like very creative things going on in the beer world. Yeah. That really drew me to it. Okay. And uh, so. It was an exciting opportunity. Um, I had I've known Stephen Tamer for quite a while. Okay, before working here, so 
it just seemed to be the perfect fit. They were looking for someone. I was looking to try my hand at something else. Yeah. And here I am. Nice. Yeah. What, so how is it, how is it different? Um, you know, there's a, the process is a bit different, but kind of the same. I, I like to joke. I say, I'm just moving liquids around, yeah. but you know, there's a lot more to it than that, obviously. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think they're, they're very similar yeah. in a lot of aspects. Gotcha. And I'm sure there are things that you like about one that you don't yeah, like. And yeah. And I still, you know, I still like making wine and I'll probably do it again in the future. And yeah, you know, I'd like to try my hand at distilling and making spirits as well. Yeah. You know, I'm just fascinated by the whole fermentation process and m- making craft beverages really heck yeah do you like do your own pickles and stuff too i i yeah. have yeah Some kimchi and <laughs> pickles yeah yeah, yeah i want to get into that i want fermented foods yeah, yeah. It's, it's good really, for you too yeah yeah it's really it's cool. just like beer it's super yeah. healthy mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah our chef and pine does all that you know for us and yeah. it's, it's fun you know just to have that whole process so you are crafting your own food yeah you know we just had our big Oktoberfest up there you know and she fermented her own sauerkraut oh, you know for the last nice. four months you know really getting good. it ready yeah. for Oktoberfest. it's just you know, everything's fun like that. Yeah, so. that's awesome. So, um, so you come from the, from the wine industry and are there things that you, cause I mean, I would think with like, with connections you have, right. As mm-hmm. far as like barrel aging stuff and yeah, and exactly. Wine barrels, you probably so I, I brought a lot of that up. over here and nice. while still in the wine industry, I did a, you know, some collaborations with breweries where we we're using, you know, grape must and juice and grape skins and making some pretty wild beers. And okay. You know, doing kind of half and half barrel fermentations with wort, and, oh, nice. you know, so there was a lot of wild, crazy experiment, <laughs> experimentation going on. <laughs> yeah. You nice. know, some great, some not so great, yeah. but that's kind of the nature of the beast. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know until you throw yourself out there and experiment with that sort of thing. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. So, yeah. um, so, uh, the, with the beers that you have, cause there, there's a, there's a, the flagships that you have, right? So what, what are the flagships that you guys have? So, yeah, so those are basically the ones we have in our cans right now. So we yeah. have our, you know, our, our Fossil Creek, Arizona IPA, we call it, um, full of citrus, um, low in alcohol. Uh, it's just one of those beers. Easy drinkers. Can, yeah. Easy drinkers. Porch pounder. <laughs> Porch pounder. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Yeah. You know, and then we have our Road Rash IPA, which is a little bit bigger IPA, 7%. Yeah. Uh, you know, more of a traditional American IPA, you know, not super over the top. Yep. Uh, hoppy. Uh, Still just, really balanced though. Yeah, nice, nice small balanced. Bill, great hop. Yeah. I like that IPA a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then our, uh, of course, our strawberry blonde, which yeah. is super popular. Yeah. Uh, probably sells three to one over anything. Does it really? Yeah. That's the big one, huh? Yeah. Yep. Okay. It is the big nice. one. Like yeah. people like, people like that. I see the stack back there. You know, yeah. That's why. <laughs> you know, there's still 94% of the world transitioning to craft beer, right? Yeah. Wanted to try it, so yeah. strawberry blonde's a good entry beer. It's a gateway beer. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then you got the ale. Uh, yeah, then we have our Arizona Trail ale. The trail ale, yeah. So that one we actually uh, collaborated with the Arizona Trail Association on. Okay, nice. Um, like they approached us in 2012 and said, hey, can you be our partner? Can you make a beer, you know, that's going to represent a trail? Yeah. And um, so we came up with the Arizona Trail ale, which is kind of a nice, you know, English pale ale. Yeah. You know, um, and we donate 5% of all proceeds, whether it's sold in a pint, a keg, uh, or in a can, oh, nice. back to the Arizona Trail Association. So oh, to help awesome. support maintenance and trail yeah. building and everything else. So 
It make and it and it really makes a good trail beer too. Like because I've gone to Sedona and packed <laughs> that in my backpack. Just I'm like, dude, it's perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no other beer that I want on the trail to take a picture than that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So right now you have them in cans. You got them in six packs. Those ones you just mentioned, mm-hmm. right? But I can tell from this this top level here that things are about to escalate with the Fossil <laughs> Creek, right? It is. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah. be pushing that out in 15 packs very soon. Nice. Yeah, be a great price point and. 15 cold beers Heck ready yeah. to go <laughs> yes yeah, yeah we're trying to make sure that we keep a nice price point for everybody so that you know we can compete in the 15 pack market so we've got the boxes all done and ready to go and they look good yeah so. they do i like them i I'm, i can't wait to grab the first yeah, one so our graphics, <laughs> our graphics designer does a great job so. i was gonna ask you about that yeah the 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 can honor on all of these is fantastic like how how did that all come about I think we got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just a- So our, our designer, at a, he's, he's in Phoenix. Okay. And, uh, Greg Giuliani. Uh, he just, he, he just, he just knows our style. Like he just gets it and yeah. just does fantastic artwork for us. Nice. And do you give him any idea as far as like what, or you just like, here's the beer name and here's what it is. And yeah, I mean, yeah, there's we, a lot of back and forth, you know, okay. I mean, uh, Fossil Creek went through quite a, quite a few revisions before we kind of really, Nailed it down. Landed on it. Yeah, okay. we even yeah. tried our hand at a couple other uh, designers to see what they could do, and okay. uh, I mean, Greg just nailed it pretty yeah. much from the from the get go. Just yeah. give them eighteen beers and tell them <laughs> right. what come up with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we give him a lot of crazy ideas. Like yeah. we just throw stuff at him, and he just just comes up with it. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. So, so nice. And and then you got so you got the flagships, but then I saw there was I mean, including the ones that we're drinking here, right? I got the mm-hmm. the. I, ca- I keep calling it a doc- Doppelbach, but it's a Doppel... Doppelstick. Got similar, though, right? Yeah, yeah. it's very similar. <laughs> very good. Very good. So you got the ones that are on in the tap room as well on top of the flagships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Are these... Any of these, like, uh, constants? Like, you got the double IPA and... Uh, the double IPA is starting to be a constant. Right. Um, the Doppelstick, which you're having, uh, mostly seasonal. We do that kind of... We brew that around September and keep it on yeah. through, you know, into December. usually and then we'll we'll break into our kind of spring and summer seasonals after that nice yeah and we do have i mean most of our beers are year round yeah um you know we have our nodding up brown which is year round our monsoon mud which is year round amber Amber, yeah you know backwoods blonde so yeah nice Mm. you know i'm sorry if i was gonna ask you about this when we were talking about the pine location you talked about um how small the brewery was up there right it's you guys, small. <laughs> tiny. You, get, you still brew up there at all? Yes. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. So you still brew on location. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were distributing out of there, despite the size of the. We were brewery, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think our walking is eight foot by twelve foot and has four bright tanks in it. Yeah. You know, plus we have twelve taps on, so you can imagine the amount of kegs that you have to have in there. Yeah. You know, to have twelve beers, you know, rotating in and out of there all the time. So yeah. we'd basically keg off a bright tank and have the van backed up to the door ready to load it up and get it out and sell it yeah you know so he's basically moving when you put the keg in right like, go 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 get, get going <laughs> yeah uh, the kettle there is very interesting too it likes to uh boil over oh, and right. so you don't have a lot of room to get out of the way so you're kind of on a ladder like hanging from the rafter <laughs> Standing on the window sill. Standing on the window sill. Everybody can watch you. It faces the bar, so (laughs) it's really a good show for when we're brewing up there for people sitting at the bar because something always exciting happens. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I'm 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 sure that starting there helped to, 
um, expedite or not expedite, but streamline systems that you guys had, right? I mean, you had to have been very on top of stuff to yeah. to make that work, to right? Make it work, yeah. Yeah, and so has that helped when when you came into this location? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. just kind of scaling everything. You know, like we did in Pine. You know, making sure everything's as efficient as it can be. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I was we were lucky enough um, when we were getting ready to open this place. I just happened to be looking on Pro Brewer, and I saw that um, Fremont Brewery in Seattle was selling their 15 barrel system. Oh, nice. And I was like, "Well, that's exactly what it. I'm looking for." <laughs> yeah. So I actually <laughs> traveled to Seattle. I actually brewed with those guys up there for a few days on oh, the system. On the system, okay. You know, kind of yeah. testing it out, seeing how it worked, and and of course they are very environmentally conscious brewery, also. Okay. And so it was just nice to see that. They had taken extra lengths to make sure they were saving water, and you know they really had it built well. Okay. So that so when I did go back up there and bring it back here, you know it's a very f- efficient system. So yeah. that was that was also a plus, you know, knowing that yeah. they had already gone through those lengths to make sure that they were saving water and yeah. you know reusing whatever they could on every aspect of brewing. So is that approach you guys take? That's mm, an approach you take with your yeah. yeah. Gotcha. And, and how, how did, like, in what ways, like, what, what, what things do you guys do to kind of um, take that approach? So all the water that goes through our heat exchanger gets, uh, gets uh, piped back into our hot liquor tank, so we save okay. a ton of water wow. just by doing that. Okay. And uh, the brew house itself is very efficient. We get really yeah. good gnashes out of it. Um, what else? Yeah, just anywhere that they could see there was a savings of water, whatever they implemented into the system so that yeah. you're not dumping it down the drain, you know, so it was, good. A, it was a great approach. Yeah. So. Well, and, and, uh, that reminds me of something too, because I think you guys have, I don't know if you've done anything yet, but when I went over to Sonagua Malt, they had mentioned you guys about you guys working with them. Yeah. And have you done, have you done any brews with them yet? So, yeah, I mean, we did one original brew, okay. you know, before they actually started malting, okay. you know, in Camp Verde. Yeah. Um, we used their original batch that they did. I think they malted it in Texas. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. We brewed our Arizona trail ale with it. Oh, nice. You know, so it, that was really cool, you yeah. know, so part of the trail and actually using local malt. Um, so we hope that soon that we'll yeah. be, you know, getting back together with them. I know that they've, you know, got a few breweries that are taking everything they can, which is awesome. Yeah. You yeah. know, we just hope we get in their rotation so we can get some of that malt, too, back into our rotation. And they seem so. to be getting, you know, they're getting their processes down and sure. they're expanding and yeah. super cool over there. So that I is. think they'll start having more grain available soon. Yeah. So we look forward to incorporating that into the trail ale mm-hmm. going yeah. forward. And that'll just be an Arizona, you know, very... Arizona centric beer there. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think that's one of the really awesome things about Arizona beer is, I mean, you, uh, all these things happening, like Sanagua Malt. Um, you've got the, what was it, the Clearwater Challenge or something like that? Mm-hmm. Remember, they were doing the yeah, Wastewater yeah. Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got 24 hour hops now and down in Maricopa that are doing like greenhouse hops. I just think it's cool that, that the beer industry is spearheading these like big initiatives that are impacting like, way beyond the beer industry mm-hmm. you know yeah like snagua malt like saving river water like dang yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. and you know that's kind of like our our lifeblood here is that river going through cottonwood you know it travels yeah. pretty much through the whole town we like to protect that as much as we can and also on another thing too yavapai college actually just reached out to us and they would like to 
start a brewing course at Yavapai College. So nice. they reached out to see how much we wanted to participate in it and, you know, what type of equipment, how they could get it going. So, yeah. you know, the yeah. brewing they communities. Ha- they've had a very successful wine program that they started yeah. up here. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So okay. they have a whole enology program happening for for winemaking and wine growing. Like a whole program. A not whole just program. like a class. It's not like just a, whole, a class. Yeah. Wow. It started as classes. And that's kind of what they re- reached out to us about is starting some just like basic little homebrewing classes. Sure. Yeah. And then, but, you know, it could turn into a whole kind of brew school here in the Verde Valley, which yeah. would be pretty awesome. I think I would have finished college a lot quicker. Actually, it would, <laughs> lot, lot, it would maybe would take me longer, but there's like yeah. a brewing program. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Well, that, that's cool. So all those things, it's really awesome. You guys are really like, cause you were saying about how um, you saw these Colorado breweries and how they were just such an integral part of the community. That's what you guys are doing. Right. Like it's you, that, that vision that you had is, is, is coming to life with this it place. Is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And same with Pine probably too, right? Yep. Impacting that community. Yeah. We're, you know, we, we do a major mountain bike race there every year's fire on the rim mountain bike race. Um, we're the title sponsor. We've been the title sponsor since the year after we opened our brewery okay. and before nice. that it was new Belgium. And then we took it over, nice, um, nice. <laughs> which is great. And, you know, we, we support trails up in the pine area, which brings people, you know, out of the Valley up to hike the trails, bike the trails, ride you know, horses on the trails. Yeah. I think we've built around 30 miles of single track in pine oh, you really? know, since we started nice. this. Mm-hmm. So awesome. the fire on the rim mountain bike race has funded the, all this trail building you know, and we've supported that, you know, for the last six years, you know, yeah. actually more, longer than that. You know, even while New Belgium was a sponsor, we, of course, were part of it. Sure. You know, and so, I mean, just making that part of the community and, and you know, bringing people into the community, spending that outside money in your community. Yeah. You know, that's what makes a community work. Yeah, it's a work. big weekend up there. You know, sure. It is. They have a lot you know. of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just and it's it just compounds, you know, all the time. You know, we see more and more and more mountain bikers up there and. Yeah. And trail hikers and people just enjoying pine for what yeah. it is, you know. And we have some awesome trails. Like, you know, I love to mountain bike. I love to hike. So, yeah. I mean, it benefits me, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's cool that it attracts people that are, you know, that, that come there as a destination, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, for the most part, right? But sometimes... Guys like the classy alcoholics show up and you're just like, why are you here? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Classy's one of my buddies. I had to bring him up because he had a, he visited you guys, yes, right? Yes, he did. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And uh, did, did you guys meet him? Have you I did up? not, no. I don't think I did. Okay. Uh, so. Great guy. He's got yeah. a, I don't know if he's been to this location, but he has to come up. He's uh He's a character for sure. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send him up. I will. But I had to talk shit on him. So classic, if you're listening. Actually, if he's not listening, I'm going to be pissed. So uh, yeah, either way. <laughs> Unfriended. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so what's uh, what's next? Like what? where where do you see this? I mean, obviously you got the 15 packs of Fossil Creek coming out. Um, what else? What do you see in the future for this place? Yeah. You know, I mean, we, we're definitely starting more of the barrel um, yeah. program stuff. And Started we'd really like to expand on that. Nice. Um, you know, kind of kick out another little area that we can start doing more of that we've done a couple of sours we've got another sour 
barrel sour coming out in February, just in time for a strong beer fest. You know, it nice. takes a while, you know, yeah. in a barrel to <laughs> sour beer. So uh, we've been patient. John's uh, being a winemaker, he makes me more patient because I want beer in 14 days. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like what? I have yet? to wait a year? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Who does that? <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, yeah. But he's, he's brought that patience into the brew world, which is awesome. And, you know, he's coming up with just some really cool stuff, you know, nice. where we're actually fermenting in the barrel and doing different things. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. So, yeah, and we're, we're doing specialty bottles. So we're coming out with uh, three different bottles right now. So we've got a strawberry sour, which has been a s- super big hit, nice. um, that we've brought out a couple of times and that was barrel aged. Okay. Um, and then we've got our plum IPA. Um, mm. it's, that's about a year and a half old. Yeah. And then the we also did, did a, yeah, yeah. And then we also did, a the dirty birdie in a barrel. So fermented in a I barrel. I like that name yeah. too, so, the dirty birdie. <laughs> the dirty, yeah. yeah. So that's a really hoppy IPA barrel fermented and aged. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be, we're actually bottling that today after this podcast. Yeah. So, so we have our, we have our barrel series going on now. So this okay. is, I think this is number six, I yeah. think that we're coming out with. Mm-hmm. We also had a crack and rum barrel doppelstick mm-hmm. that really? we did a couple of years ago that we just got out of the barrel. So it was in the barrel for a couple of years. Yeah. Dang. Wow. And it was super, super good. And that, so sold, that sold out aged. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Apple shop. Yep. Dang. Yeah. Man. That's <laughs> yeah. That was the way exceeded my, not that I had low expectations for what's coming up, but that mm-hmm. was like, whoa, okay. That's some great <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's the deal with the bottle? So are they going to be like 22 ounce bombers or? So they're the 750 milliliters. Yeah. Okay. So they're like a champagne bottle. bottle. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. they're uh, crown capped with uh, wax, so okay, yeah, so real sharp the, looking with bottle. the wax on them. And we hand write all the labels. Like you can see the labels, but nobody oh, yeah. else listening a, can see the label. I'll take a picture. <laughs> you can have to go to the store and get ones if you want to see the labels. That's right. right. <laughs> you have to come up here to Cottonwood to pick one up. Yeah, or fine. Yeah. Is that where they're going to be? You're just going to sell yeah. them out of the tap Yeah, rooms? we yeah. do nice. just sell them out of the tap We room. do a okay. super uh, so. super yeah. limited release of those. Um, we open up the bottle sales to our mug club first. Okay. And then they're then it's open to the public. Oh, so. gotcha. The Mud Club. Mud I like Club. That. Yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So, well, um, let me revert back a little bit too. So, with with the the Pine location, it's a restaurant, full restaurant as it well, is, yeah. right? So, what do you guys specialize in as far as like food goes? Are there certain things that you guys focus on, or besides the homemade sauerkraut, which right. I, I'm going to go up there just for that? <laughs> the beer cheese. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, yeah, the beer cheese. <laughs> yeah, we just had an episode. I think Channel Twelve came up and did an episode on our. Our, our beer cheese on, on the yeah. beer cheese yeah we make it with our strawberry blonde actually um our chef is you know super good and she's super environmentally conscious and she uses as much local as she possibly can we use local beef we use as i think 80 percent of our produce is local like she just tries to do everything local so that's really what we always concentrate on is trying to use local you know on everything that we do but we do great burgers great wings you know, your typical pub food, but just mm. higher end. Yeah. Nice Speaking of beef, and- we just uh, purchased our, our very own cow that will be uh, uh, primarily fed on spent grain from really? from this location, from the Cottonwood location. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So that cow will be ready to go in May. May. Yeah. So, I mean, we just try Keep to, on, try to do everything we can. <laughs> you know? yeah. We'll use, yeah. a, you know, a lot of that cow we'll use at the restaurant up there. We're yeah. going to do some specialty uh, beer pairing dinners with the meat from that. Yeah. Um, I go over and give her beers every once in a while. Yeah. She actually, <laughs> the cow's actually in my neighborhood here oh, in really? Cottonwood. Yeah. So, ah, nice. I get to go by and yeah. give her some beer. <laughs> That's Massage awesome. her a little bit, you know. Yeah. Here, this one's for you. <laughs> yeah. <Probably beef>. Yeah. <laughs> You um you had mentioned too um well I I 
I, I don't know if, if Steve knows this, but I was snooping a little bit. There's a clipboard on the table, and I looked. I'm like, was that a, a goat milk caramel stout? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I don't know if I should be seeing this, but uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it's no secret. Um, so we're collaborating uh, with a uh, farm in Cornville, which is just a little suburb of Cottonwood, pretty much. Um, really great family. They uh, started this little goat farm down in Cornville. Nice. And they're called the Hoppy Goat Farm. The Hoppy Goat Farm? Yeah, well, the the hus- the guy's uh, actually a brewer. Okay. So he home brews and stuff, okay. and um, they make this amazing goat milk caramel. Oh, man. Yeah. So <laughs> it was just kind of um, natural. We know what we can do with that. Yeah, right? I know what I can do with that. So uh, they're, they'll be here tomorrow night. We're going to, you know, collab on this brew. They're going to come. We're going to add the caramel. It's going to be a, a big stout. It'll probably be about 9.5%. So. Nice. Caramel, too. Yeah, caramel. Caramel milk stout. Yeah, caramel milk stout. It's going to be crazy. I might have to get a pl- place up here. Just like a you know, weekend <laughs> Vacation, rental. yeah. Exactly. Uh, so now with this Cottonwood location, uh, now you got the full restaurant in Pine. But in Cottonwood, you don't have a restaurant, but you got a good rotation of food trucks coming in, right? We do. You yeah. know, I mean, it's it's not like being in the valley where sure. you've got, you know, 300 food trucks yeah. to choose from. But, <laughs> right. um, you know, we've really pushed hard since we've been here. So we've been here in Cottonwood for four years, you know, and we just keep pushing, you know, people like, hey, come on, somebody's got to get a food truck. Somebody's got to get a food truck going. And yeah. so finally, now four years later, we do have mm-hmm. a pretty good rotation of food trucks coming in here. Like we've got some really good ones. Farmagogo, um, yep. he basically pairs all his food with our beers. He'll come in and get beers from us. He's made sausage with our beers. He's made, you know, it's just so um, he puts a new menu together almost every week that he's here based on what beers we have on tap. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a really new good. barbecue one that's coming going to start coming into the rotation here. And, um, and then bomb AZ, yeah. um, they were in a rotation here for what, quite a while. Yeah. Then they and opened up really a good. brick and mortar location, but they hope to be back out yeah. in January again in okay. the food truck rotation. Yeah. So, yeah. and then a uh, Merkin food truck comes by. Every yep. once in a while. Okay. Yeah. From and they're, so they yeah, from Merkin Vineyards and, and they do pizzas salads. and paninas, salads, yeah. all farm, farm to truck, they call it. Yeah. So. Farm to truck. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I like yeah, that. Yeah. So they do yeah. some, some great things too. And you guys have uh, music. I saw you guys have a live music too, right? We do. We yeah. Play. Yeah. So every Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. um, we get some really good bands in here. So, and then yeah. once a quarter, we usually have a really big band come in, big dance party. So oh, we'll nice. build a stage, you know, out by the door out there and yeah. just, have fun. Well, nice. Well, guys, this is great. Thanks for having me out. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to try that. Uh, what is it? The Dirty Birdie? Yeah. Yeah, the Dirty Birdie. Yeah, I got to get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll put your guys' website, uh, social media, all that up on the website so people can check it out. But yeah, keep uh, keep doing great work, guys. Awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you're in Cottonwood or Pine, give these guys a visit. See their beer tap or on the shelf somewhere take a drink of it see what it's like pay for it first right don't just crack a can in the in the store but um you know if you do take a picture put it on your instagram story and tag me in it i'd like to see that so uh shout out to my man chris dodson sound extraordinaire guy sound guy extraordinaire awesome dude makes this show sound so much better than i could uh, the local band Fayuka for providing the music for these episodes. We'll love those guys. If you've never seen them, check them out. F-A-Y-U-C-A. Fayuka. Badass band. Latin reggae kind of sound to them. Um, just great, great musicians. Great guys as well. They actually have a beer 
that they brew with Helio Basin, Fayuka Rising. So check them out, drink their beer, listen to their music. Good stuff. And my Patreons, Jim Flagger, Chris Odom, and Marcus Pena. Thanks for supporting the show. If you guys would like to show your support in an easy way to do, uh, or an easy to do way, right? Uh, give the show a rating and review on iTunes. That helps a lot because that helps to get more exposure for the show, uh, climb up those rankings, and let people know that, hey, I like this show, and you should listen to it as well. So if you do that, um, take a screenshot of your review. Email me at eric at tapthateasy.com or send me a DM through Facebook or Instagram, and I'll send you a sticker. So if you do a rating and review for me, I would much appreciate it, and... Let me know that, and I'll get a sticker out to you. So thank you all for your continued support and helping Arizona Beer get the recognition it deserves. And always remember, stay awesome.